0: Yo, 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 what's good? Thank you for coming to the House of Barf. I'm Chan Man. And before we get started, I would just like to emphasize that the content that we share on House of Barf is for informational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors and the information provided should not be considered as professional financial advice. Investing and financial decisions involve risk. It is crucial to do your own research or consult with a qualified professional before making any financial choices. The opinions expressed on House of Barf are are of our our own and do not reflect the views of any organizations that we may be affiliated with. Please remember that past performance is not indicative of future results and the financial landscape can change rapidly. Always conduct thorough due diligence and seek financial advice from a financial advisor tailored to your personal needs and circumstances. By listening to this podcast, you agree that the host, and in the future, if we have any guests, are not responsible for any financial decisions you make as a result of the information presented on House of Barf. Now let's dive into today's episode. Yo, 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 what's good? It's chairman House of Barf. How's everybody feeling? I hope great. Monday morning, I mean, I'm sorry, it's actually Monday evening now. But uh, December 11th, 2023, it was a cold day. Uh, it was about 40 degrees a day uh, earlier today. It was about 30. It was actually snowing earlier. It was actually sticking to the ground. So that was kind of cool to see. It was nice to see. Actually, um, I woke up to it. So it was fantastic just to wake up and see all the snow on the ground. Uh, just went to touch base. Um, I had a pretty good day today, Trading. Um, worked on some Forex positions. I don't got much in Forex. I'm really just trading, trading, uh, nano lots. Uh, essentially they just move by the pennies. Um, but I'm getting better. So real quick, a couple days ago, and I'm going to make this one brief short, uh, cause I really was like practicing my trading, kind of studying at the same time, experimenting, not even experimenting with simulated trades kind of you know experimenting with my uh real trades but just kind of learning uh, so I'm a little exhausted uh after today um uh I actually reached out to this YouTuber uh his name is Invest with Henry uh reached out to him today um and I was supposed to get a phone call but uh didn't get it but it's all good so Um, I'm trying to work on, you know, my trades, trying to make sure I can get down my rolling because rolling is fantastic. It's like, all right, so, all right, real quick. Okay. Real quick. Rolling option strategy. Uh, this is what options, options trading, um, uh, the, you know, the derivative of, uh, the underlying instrument, um, essentially, uh, I'm not the expert on this again. This is house of barf. So don't take this as financial advice or anything. But essentially, I think about it like a, um, um, I don't know, I think about like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like there's something going on, right? You can bet like on that, right? So like, I don't know, take a car or a a horse or something. So you're, um, uh, besides horses, I've been watching The Crown and that shit is crazy, man. I did not know anything about Princess Diana, but dog, this shit is crazy. Um, Regardless, uh, the queen, she loves horses. Um, So I think about like a horse race. So you can actually buy the horse, right? You can buy the trainer, the horse, everything. And if the horse does well, everything that comes with the horse is yours. If there's any endorsements, anything, anything you know, whatever, you're the owner, your horse is doing great. Um, We would like to pay you to take pictures of your horse or whatever. However, it works. I don't know. Or, you know, if you're a, um, a Formula One car driver, you can buy the car, you can buy the team, all that stuff. Your team does great. All the proceeds and everything go to directly to you. Then there's the other thing is where you can bet on the car. Right. So you go to the car race and you say, I bet you that this car is gonna beat that car. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that's exactly factual, but that's why I kind of look at option trading. It's like you can actually own the underlying and you know, if revenues go up, profits go up, you get, you know, you're you're an owner, you get, you know, the proceeds, you get the, you know, capital gains, losses, whatever. On the other end, if it goes down, you go down with it. Um, so I've been working on my options training, trying to get better at it. Uh, one of the strategies is a rolling strategy. Uh, so with rolling, there's a couple things that, you know, I get kind of like confused about, which is once I roll the option. So, okay, real quick, rolling option. I don't know how to explain this, but let's say for example, you get, um, so that's one thing I've been working on. With the help of one of my mans uh, who kind of put me on through his Forex trading, he likes to do bracket orders. I never really was into bracket orders, but since I was watching, I was like, you know, that would be beneficial for my hedge positions because with the hedge positions, you really kind of put them in and then you say, okay, if I get called away, it gets called away. But then when it gets called away, there's something in my gut that says, I didn't really want that to get called away or I really didn't want to get stuck with these hundred shares. You know, and it's all good sometimes. Sometimes you get stuck with 100 shares and it's beneficial. You know, it's actually profitable. You know, so you're like, okay, now nah, it's cool. You know, um, but there's sometimes I'm like, man, I kind of wish I would just got out of the contract. You know, when I put the contract in, I met it with my full heart. You know what I'm saying? That, hey, if, you know, let's say ABC stock is at 100. If it reaches 130, you can call these shares away. You know what I'm saying? I mean it. I mean, I'm okay with $30 per share. That's a hundred dollars. I mean, that's a hundred shares. That's hundred contracts. That's three thousand dollars right there. I'm okay with that. Next thing you know, the shit shoots up and it's at a hundred and forty-two, and you're like, oh, damn it! You know, you're like, oh, shit, this shit gonna get called away at a hundred and thirty, and it may not. It may somebody may not take it, I, and that confuses me. I'm like, yo, take it. What's going on here? I'm, I'm waiting for the email. Yo, your shares of blah 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 have been assigned ah ah, shit you know but you know sometimes people don't do it man man i was talking to one of my buddies had a 475 uh short call on nvidia nvidia shot up to look don't let me exaggerate but i want to say 510 i think it got up to like 509 or something and we were just sitting there like yo you you know you're going to get assigned and they're like Dude, nobody signed it yet. And I'm like, I know what everybody's waiting for. They're waiting on those third quarter earnings. And the third quarter earnings came out, and they were pretty good. But the market sentiment didn't go along with it. And I'm assuming because of multiple things. We're still not sure about that China um, restriction from the United States, as well as um, AMD is coming out with a competitor chip. Doesn't look like AMD has any um, restrictions on them. I'm not sure. And then as well as these other opportunities for other companies, such as Intel, um i don't know ibm or whoever else um i was fooling around with this small company called adamara uh i don't even know i should just disclosure i might have some shares left i'm not even sure if i have any shares left with them man i got screwed on that one uh but it's all good um i thought adamara was going to be a good company but full again full disclosure i may still have some shares of them um but rolling so you say, all right, the stock is at a hundred dollars. It jumps up to, uh, I mean, the stock is, you know, you bought the stock at a hundred. You sell a contract saying if this thing goes up to a hundred and thirty dollars within a certain period of time, thirty days, whatever, uh, that you're going to go ahead and let it go. You're cool with it. Well, it jumps up to a hundred and oh, and one more thing, you sell the contract at like ten dollars. So, uh, uh, if I'm correct, uh, intrinsic value. Uh, or break even, or whatever, uh, you want it to be at um, 140. Well, it jumps up to 142. So right now, it's in the money, it's it's past parity, um, it's, it's broken even. Right now is a great time for the contract owner, the buyer, to assign it. Well, they haven't assigned it yet. There's some sentiment news coming out, we're not sure. Some near earnings are coming up. They haven't assigned you yet. So you're like, okay, cool. Well, you know what? If they're not going to assign me, I'm not ready to get rid of these shares yet. I'm going to go ahead and roll this contract, meaning that you're at simultaneously. I'm going to buy the contract and then I'm going to go sell another contract. The thing about it, I'm probably going to move the expiration. I'm probably going to do a uh, I'm not sure exactly the terms because, again, I'm not an expert at all this, but I'm probably going to do a roll down and out. I'm not sure. Uh, Meaning that I'm going to roll down. I'm going to roll the expiration down. So the expiration date was just say, let's just say this December 15th, 2023. I'm going to roll it down to, I don't know. Let's just say uh, January 24th or something. Give me me another 30 days and I'm going to roll it from 130. Now I'm going to roll it to about 150, 60. I sold the first contract for 10. That shit is shot. Now that now I'm down probably about 120 bucks, you know what I'm saying? I just saved myself $120, whatever. Uh, but now I'm I'm, uh, I'm down probably about 120. So when I roll, I want to roll, as I'm sure you've heard over YouTube, everybody talks about it, roll for a net credit. So that's really my only strategy when it comes to roll. I'm like, okay, roll for a net credit. It's what everybody says on YouTube. That's what they say. There's few situations where it's okay to roll for a net debit. I don't even know those situations but for the most part, roll for a net credit. So that's my goal. So, I'm going to look for a contract that's going to be at least $120 or more. So in that way, at least I'm receiving a net credit or $125 or more. You know what I'm saying? Um, the thing about rolling is it doesn't seem like there's ever a perfect roll. Sometimes there is, but sometimes it feels like, man, oh, all of a sudden instead of having a 130, now I got a 150. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to get that net credit, it's like it's kind of hard to roll it for like, let's say I want to do like a one ninety. It ain't going to happen or, or unless you do more time, unless you just now you put it all the way out there in like April of twenty twenty four or something. Some shit like that or something. Shit. Some contracts be like January twenty twenty five before you get a good net credit. You know, you are like damn, I ain't, I ain't trying to wait no seven hundred four hundred days, you know, but it's all good. You know, it's no rush. We out here getting premiums. You know what I'm saying? We're out here trying to do percentages. Um, so one thing I want to discuss is uh, with rolling strategy. So what happens sometimes is, let's say for example, uh, you're down a hundred and twenty dollars. You roll the contract for, uh, let's say, um, I don't know. You roll the contract for a hundred and fifty, right? Um, um, and the contract goes down to like it goes, uh, you know, um, it goes down to like 60. I'm sorry, this may be a little confusing. I hope I'm not confusing. But let's just say I make $60, right? I lost 120, I rolled the contract, now I make 60. And I make 60 in, just in a day or two. So I'll be like, yo, should I just go ahead and take that 60 and then go in there and try to sell another contract? And you could, but where are you gonna sell the contract at? Because if you made 60 bucks, that means, the, that, means that the stock price dropped. And that means that, uh, nobody's probably buying calls right now, you know what I'm saying, so you could go ahead, and take that 60, and then maybe you want to, like, you know what I'm saying, um, you could try to buy a call, try to get that money back that way or something, I do it's different strategy, so I just want to kind of talk to somebody, and I saw this guy on YouTube, his name is Invest with Henry, and I was like, hey, I've seen some of your videos, you know, I want to reach out to you about, you know, questions about rolling strategies and whatnot, and how to kind of approach them, if, Let's just say you make fifty percent of the money you lost back in a f- couple of days. Do I just go ahead and take it, or do I stick to the rolling strategy, or how how it works? And then I'm also looking up. Uh, he got YouTube videos on this will strategy, uh, so I'm gonna learn about this will strategy and everything. I'm I, look. I'm I'm I don't want to say self-taught because I, I'm I'm YouTube. I'm 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 going to the institution of YouTube. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so that's what I'm working on. Uh so I had some pretty good experiences with that also working on um what else was I working on? Um oh my buddy uh you know he does forex and everything with forex I uh, know I mean not saying everybody everything I'm not going to do it uh cuz I think there's when when you're trading in my personal opinion and not saying that this is not financial advice you want to be elusive you know what I'm saying? Um, I would say one of the craziest elusive quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, let's, you want to like Eli Manning. I mean, that's crazy, right? would well, Eli Manning, elusive, you know, he's not like, you know, but he's elusive. Uh, of course, Mike Vick. These are some crazy elusive Lamar Jackson's. These are some crazy elusive. Oh my gosh. Barry Sanders, uh, running back crazy elusive. And you know what they would say? I would listen to him talk and they'd be like, dude, I didn't even know I did that shit. Vince Carter, I remember when he did his dunk, um, where he, uh, on the the Olympics and he hopped over the guy, you know what I'm saying? You talk to, I mean, the people interview him and they be like, man, that was crazy. What were you thinking? And they're like, dude, I, I, I," they hit the Will Ferrell. I'm sorry. I blacked out. What did I just say? You know, (laughs) like, I'm sorry. What, what did I just, you know, they, they say they all blacked out. Like I just, I, I did what came natural. I just, it just came to me and that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's how I feel about trading is that you got to be elusive. You got to like, oh, shit, here we go. Going down, getting up, going down, turning it around, short straddle, long straddle or whatever it is in Forex. So what I realized with Forex is one big thing is, is take profit, sell, stop, take profit, sell uh, or stop loss. I'm sorry, uh, stop loss, take profits, um, sell, stop. I mean, stop loss. OK, so I'm like, OK, there got to be more to this. And if you do some forex trading, uh, it's it seems like that's pretty much all you got. But I'm not gonna stick to that because that's that can't be true. It can't be true. I mean, you got to. So real quick, um, so, but regards the bracket orders that my buddy was using, I said, like, Yo, I gotta get that. So I go to ThinkOrSwim, and it's under advanced orders under OCO. One cancels the other. I'm like, What the fuck? Like, come on, like. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? So I figured it out. But on the other note, real quick, this is just off topic. You know, with that, I'd be like, yo, you know, you got to be elusive, considering that this is a business. Okay. You know, you got to realize all of it is a system. You got the people who want to sell the class. You got the system that wants to make you just, you know, sell, stop loss, take profit, You know what I'm saying? It's a whole system. And as long as they can keep you in that system, then you pretty much are good at a loss. You'll make some money. You'll lose some money. It won't be nothing too crazy. You may occasionally hit the lottery, but then you're going to take losses. It's just going to be nuts. So I'm like, you know what? When I do trade the Forex, which I did do some Forex trading and I'm about to hop on the Forex market right now, or I'm going to take a break because I got to get ready to get dinner and shit started. And clean dishes and all this bullshit, but and got fingerprints all over the windows and TVs. This shit is madness, you know. But regardless, um, took the brackets and I used them for my hedge positions, um, uh, for my option, uh, for my hedge strategy. So essentially, what you can do is you can get the underlying right, so you buy the house. And then you can go around selling contracts on the house. Hey, I got the house for a hundred K. Uh, if you want it, if, if the market goes up to hundred and twenty, I'll give it to you. You know what I'm saying? And all while you're selling these contracts, um, you still got the underlying, you still got the house. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or your man got the house, whatever. You're just selling contracts on it. Boom, 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 boom. Well, when I was selling these contracts, I was just letting the contracts do what they do. All right. If, if you are the winner, you're the winner if the if 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 the house is 100k and i say hey if the market jumps up to 130k you can buy it for me at a premium okay so you'll get it for 130 but give me like seven thousand dollars or something that premium okay because it may shoot up to like 140 150 nobody knows can't tell the future we could try our best but we can't you know um so um I I was like, you know what? These bracket orders would be great on my hedge positions because there's, so with these option strategies, one thing I noticed is I'll have, I'll have a great week, right? Options are doing what they're supposed to be doing or a great month or whatever. Boom, boom. You know, uh, I like to do percentages, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, you know, you know, 8% there, 40% there, 20% there, 12% there, 17% there, or whatever it is. $2 there, $4 there, $8 there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, got seven, eight, seven, eight, twelve eight, seven, eight, $12.50, $20, doing great, $17 there, doing great, 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 great. And then what happens? There's one $200. Ooh. Whoa, what the fuck happened? What happened? Oh, some news came out that Paramount and Apple want to sell some streaming service, and the sentiment of the market went nuts. So you sold a contract at and it shot up to $17 or $18 and you're down $200. Like, what the fuck? So, figured out the OCO. The one order cancels other. That's a bracket order. So, I put the bracket orders in. I'm working on it. And I'll say, look, put my limit at this. So, I sell the contract at $30. Let's just say it's a, let's just say it's a, I don't know an 11 day con or a 10 day contract or something. Just to keep it simple. If I get, let's just say it's $10 contract. If I get 50% of that contract, $5 in the next couple of days, good till close. Um, I'll take it. On the other end, I'll put a uh another order in that if it goes up to a certain price, you know, you want to give it room. You know what I'm saying? It, then. I want to go ahead and buy the contract as well at a loss. You know what I'm saying? Now, in this way, so what happens is if your underlying shoots up, right? So you got the underlying at $12, $13. You sold a contract at $16. You're sitting there chilling. Oh, this shit ain't going to move. It ain't going to do shit. And you come back and it's at $20. So your underlying made $1,000 that day. What? I made $1,000. Crazy. But you got this hedge position that lost $500, so you come out with $500, which is still a great thing. Don't get it twisted, but if you would, have, if I would have possibly had a stop loss in, I could have easily, that contract could have got cut, boom, and allowed the underlying to just do what it do, just keep going, just keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, So that's more so where I'm getting with these hedge positions, the underlying's, You know, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing with the underlines because my goal with underlines is to own. I don't, you know, I want to be an owner, so I don't want to keep going around buying and selling the underlines. I more so want to keep the underlying. Now, not in all companies. If the company is starting to lose its value or, you know, we just are not on the same page anymore um somebody says some anti-semitic comment or something and i'm like you know what that's not what i'm about or some company sold some fentanyl or something did you hear about this new drug i don't even know how to pronounce it real quick ah real quick right when you thought fentanyl was over let me see what in the world is this new drug ah let me see um what is the what is the name of the new fentanyl? What is the name of the new fentanyl? Let me see. Is it Z- zazi I can't, I can't pronounce this shit. Let me see something real quick. Let me make sure I got the name of the right joint. Zaleazine. Here, I'm going to try to put this in, um, give me a second, let me, all right, let me see if I can get this thing to read it out loud. Xylazine. Let me see, I don't know if that was loud enough, but this is like the new fentanyl, like, Let's see if I can get it to read it one more time. Xylazine. Xylazine. You know what I'm saying? So, let's just say if I know some company I'm invested in has been putting Xylazine in they, you know, pharmaceuticals or something, and I'm like, yo, you know what? That's not what I'm about. So, one thing with investing, what a lot of people don't understand is investing is just not investing, okay? Um... Investing is also about a social responsibility. Okay. I'm not trying, I know, I know, but the, that's why it's called the House of Barf for many different reasons. Okay. <laughs> but there's also a social responsibility to your investing. Okay. Um, it's, let's just say you're invested in a company that you know is murdering a lot of people, but they're making billions. Hey, look, you want to invest in that company to each his own. Everybody got a belly button you can do what you want, okay, Um, everybody has an opinion, you know, that's what I mean, you know, you can do what you want, okay, if you want to invest in some company that you know is killing 400,000 people a year, uh, but hell, they got a hell of a dividend, you, it's, it's your prerogative, all right, I'm not knocking anything, but with investing, we do have a true social responsibility, do I always follow that responsibility, no, sometimes I'm corrupt too sometimes I'm like oh shit what happened oh that company had a a mistake Ooh, this is a good time to capitalize you know I guess I guess I'm a capitalist um but you know you just so I I do think about if my values don't align with a company as much as I would love to invest in them uh if I had to say a company right now uh it probably would be that don't align, you know, what? I'm not going to say any company right now, you know, there's no company right now, um, but something that doesn't really align with my, you know what, all right, I'll name something, I'll go with right now, I'll go with, I don't know, Smith & Wesson, okay, we know that there's a lot of war going on, um, I'm not saying that Smith & Wesson is the company that's providing guns for the war, I don't know, they may, they may not be, but I would say it's not a good social responsibility thing for myself to invest in a gun company in the middle of World War III. I know. I know. All right. Disagree with me. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this guy about making money or not? To an extent. I'm about making money to an extent. I'm not like, for example, AI. You know what I'm saying? If I created an algorithm. My algorithm is gonna be real smooth, real chill, real cool. I'm not gonna try to make this thing make me a multi billionaire next week. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit is gonna blow something up. Not saying I even know how to create an algorithm because I don't. You know what I'm saying? But you know, if I was able to get a system, some IBM system that Watson that just came out, hey, you can create your own algorithm with, you know, an IQ of two. Shit, I fit right in that that market. You know, and I created an algorithm to help trade my stocks. And the next thing you know, I blew up the whole industry. They're like, who the hell is Chan Man, the man, you know, like, oh, shit, damn it. You know, people pulling up, what the fuck, what's going on, you know, yo, you crashed the whole system, Uh, little old me, you know. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, man, whatever you had running, you know what I'm saying? Um, crash some shit, you know? So, you know, seriously, I get to a point where I want to make money, but it's I'm not out here to, uh, dead ass serious. I want to, you know, I would love, shit up, before I had an estranged spouse, I would have loved to get, you know, some diamonds, maybe, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a canary diamond, you know what I'm saying, a couple canary diamonds, a couple black diamonds, a couple pink diamonds. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you know, couple, you know, I don't know what everybody's wearing these days. You know, when I was growing up, Gama was hot. I don't know who it is anymore now. Uh, I guess I don't know, Dior, some couple Dior's for the family. I'm good. I'm really okay. You know, if I wanted anything, just get me a couple of hoodies and a couple of sweatpants and um maybe I don't know. Maybe a pair of Yeezys. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even really want a pair of Yeezys, but I'm really okay. If you want, if you okay, if you really want to make me happy, get me a 30-year bond at like a 10% interest rate. And then get me a safe deposit box and deposit a like a hundred and eighty-five pounds of gold in that safety deposit box and figure out a way that the bank can pay themselves out of my safety deposit box so they don't gotta bother me no more. And make sure there's not gonna be any rules of a sheetment or anything. That if this bank gets bought out by another company, make sure all that shit is taken care of. I don't want no bullshit about, oh, we got bought out by some bank in Venezuela and you had to, you know, come and get your stuff. But since you didn't, it just went straight to the state or some bullshit. If you want to take care of me, do that. Safety deposit box, 185 pounds of gold or something. Uh, All right. Matter of fact, I would actually like, um, I want palladium. I want 180 pounds of palladium. Um, um, and I'm good. I'm good. And if you want, also get me in a room, uh, with, with some, uh, with some people, you know, get me in a room with some people. And what I mean, some people get me in a room with some, like a Mike Tyson. I would love to sit down. Uh I'm really good. I'm really good. Uh, and also, um, a car, uh, I want a solid car so I can get around, uh, and also first-class tickets, so I can get around, uh, and I think I'm pretty good at that, so I can meet up with these people, would have loved to talk to Charlie Munger, damn it, Charlie, But hey, what can you do, man, 93 years old, what are you gonna do, you know what I'm saying, um, um, shit, I think I'm good, I think I'm good with that, um, yeah, that's all I really want, um, Yeah, you know, all for everybody else, you know, we get some lobster and some, and some shrimp, uh, and some, uh, some filet mignon, uh, um, you know what I'm saying? We'll go to, uh, Japan, get some sushi, you know what I'm saying? I'll make sure that we get nice, but that's, I'm really okay. I'm really okay. The reason I like all this stuff, people think it's all about making money. It's not for me. It's not, it is about making money because I'm broke as fuck right now. But it's not about making money. I'm more so, I love business. I love economics. I love entrepreneurship. I love getting it out of the mud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love the story of the phoenix. You know, somebody's down and they figure out a way to get themselves up. These are the stuff I love. You know what I'm saying? And and I love that you can do this shit from home. I love you don't have to have a boss. You know what I'm saying? You can literally, on your own... Um, here, one second. What up, Ra? You want to say you want to say something real quick? Here, come on, get in here. Hi. Is that all you want to say? I want to um oh. don't, don't mess your hair up. I'm going to I'm bored. Okay. Okay, give me a second. I'm about to wrap all this up, okay? I'm about to wrap it up, okay? Can you yeah. give me... Uh, well, done. I could use your phone. I'm going to be done with my phone. and Just give me about five more minutes, and then uh, I'm, I'm going to be done. Now, so why do you always have to say a lot of things, Daddy? Well, you know what's funny? Sometimes a lot of people want to know what's on my mind. Because I really don't talk a lot to people, and a lot of people just want to know what's on my mind. So I say, you know what? I'm gonna create content. But, but well, when you create content, why do you talk a lot? Again, because you know, you know, when I go to dinner with people, I don't know if you know or not. I'm usually at the table. I'm usually just sitting there, not saying nothing, just chilling, scratching, smiling, doing that same smile. So, a lot of people be like, "Yo, what are you thinking about? What's on your mind? What's going on with you?" You know, i be like, "Yo, I'm good. I'm really okay." You know, so I say, "You know, what? let me create some content, and then people can they have access to things that are on my mind." So that's why I create this content. That's why I talk so much. Um, and then if this content does well,s then we can get some mula. Money. Some young mula. And, uh. That's how you say money in Spanish? I don't know where mula come from. I don't think, no, dinero is money in Spanish. Uh, I don't know where mula came and we from. We can get. Daniela. We can get mucho dinero. And then we can travel to California. So, but. And we can go to what, Disney World. But what did Munya come from? What kind of state are you? All right. They? Here, here, real quick. <clears throat> let's find out. Hey. I'm going to say, hey, Google. Hey, Google. Where did the word Moolah come from? According to Dictionary.com, Various dictionaries find evidence for forms of mula in the late 1930s in American English, but the definitive birthplace of the term, as with much of slang, remains elusive. One theory speculates that mula came from the Spanish mula, a mule, arguing the beast of burden was historically used as a form of currency. Oh, it supposedly is from the Spanish, uh, whatever. The beast of burden was hysterically used as a form of currency. Okay. So it isn't Spanish? Yeah, some, some, like, uh, Mexican slang. Uh, of is I need to describe someone. I don't know if Okay. What how do you spell M-U-L-A. 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 Mm-hmm. M-U-L-A. M-U-L-A. Oh, wait, tell me. Okay, uh, I didn't spell it correctly. I spelled it M-U-L-A. It's supposed to be spelled... M O O L H, and O L H. Let's say? Give me a second. I think moolah is an informal word for bread or dough. I don't know. How do you spell moolah? I think it's M O O L A H or something. I don't know. Regardless, raw. Ah! go back up and go go back up and see and check okay I will can you give me just a couple more minutes to wrap this up and then we're gonna hang out and we're gonna chill yeah I'll be five minutes I'm gonna wrap it up come on please give me one second please um, gracias thank you and say what you're welcome, Miss You know how to say it. How do you say it? Duh. Dada. Nah. There Dada. you go. Dada. Da-da. There you go. Good job. All right. Give me just give me not even five minutes. Give me like two and a half minutes. My bad. Alright. Um, last thing, real quick. I don't even know where I left off. But uh where I left off was uh so real quick, also been trading Forex, right? Um this forex shit, I'm telling you, this shit's about to get crazy, because, uh, you know, in the past, um, I would have, um, I would, I would, I would take on a lot of tasks, right? And I didn't care. I'm like, yo, I'm fine. Keep me busy, right? It didn't really work out well for me in my life. Uh, I pretty much uh, lost everything because I was trying to, I was trying to work uh it was a bad idea it was a very bad idea um and people would be like oh no we don't want to put more on your plate not like managers or anything like like family and friends they'd be like hey we don't want to put any more on your plate uh let's just say you work at like a company like Verizon or something and you're, you're at work all day um helping customers with their phones and everything and then you get home what happens you get calls more calls from family and friends hey uh you know i got this issue with my phone i was wondering if you could help me out or i got this question about my bill could you take a look at it for me hey we don't want to overwhelm you but so um i don't type person to take on a lot of tasks uh but uh it's starting to get to a point where i am getting questions I, i'm not giving out advice or anything um, and just, you know, I'll get questions. Hey, you know, uh, what is this, you know what I'm saying? What, what is this currency stuff, you know? Um, or, um, what is an option or something? You know, I get the phone calls pretty regularly and people don't want to put any more on my plate because they know I'm under a lot of, I'm under a lot of stress right now. I'm going through a whole lot right now and it's really, a, it's really not a good time, but you know, I'm always like, Hey, it's all good, man. You can put more on my plate. I'm all good with it. Uh so it's about to get crazy right now. A buddy of mine's uh trading Forex is like, hey, you want to trade Forex with me? You know, so I opened up a portfolio with a company, uh, with a brokerage, and um started trading Forex. And I'm gonna tell you real quick, another buddy of mine's would like for me to move to um to possibly, I'm not sure. I could be exaggerating right now, I could be making this up. Uh, but May wants me to move to India uh so that I could introduce people to the nifty 50 and everything because my buddy is telling me we have approximately 300 million people here and I don't know how many people are investors but he says over there we probably have just as many people that are not investing as the whole United States so there's probably 300 million there's a billion people over there it could even be more but there's probably at least 300 million people over there that don't know anything about investing that are not investing and It will give you more exposure than trying to teach people over here in America because there's probably only 100 million people who are not investing here or, you know, 150 million people who are not investing or 120 million, you know, but there's probably a good group of people, probably about 80 million or however many it is, people who are investing. There's probably about 330 million people here. There's probably a good amount of people who are investing here. No offense, and the rest of the group of people are probably not even interested, don't even know about it. But regardless, there's a huge amount of people in India that are not investing. Probably the amount, the population of America, 330 million, is approximately, is probably the amount of people who are not investing over there. So if you came over to India and started introducing people to, he was telling about the Nifty Fifty and something else, then you would have so much exposure, so much growth. Not to mention... Americans can be kind of difficult to work with. You know. I'm not sure about Indian people, but they may be easier to work with, okay? Um who knows. But so uh so I would have US equities, you know, and US equities and in the Indian market are not correlated. Like when the Indian market's going on, I don't think the US equities going on. So that's no sleep. And then the forex market, the London, Tokyo, and New York sessions. Those are not correlated, London, uh, Tokyo is at like 11 p.m., Uh, dude, London is at like 2 a.m., you know what I'm saying, so it's a whole lot of like, uh man, it's, I, I, I'm not overwhelmed yet, but it's starting to, and, and I don't got no bread either, so I'm waking up to trade $100 of Forex, you know, just to get, you know, just to get my grit, just to get ready get prepared for when big dollars come in. I'm going to try to take out a loan, a huge loan. I need a loan of like 100k like something. And I know the payments on that cuz uh interest is probably like 7% right now. The payments on that is probably going to be like like $8,000 a month. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be something nuts. You know what I'm saying? Something crazy. But there's going to be some I'm going to probably buy some uh some indicators like I found this indicator called Bookmap. Uh, that's probably about a thousand dollars a month or something. It, it, it could probably be less, but I get the right indicators, put them on my system, possibly even buy an algo, uh, algorithm, and then you know, and then we get it, we get it, we get it popping. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then at the same time, I can use the other money to try to pay some bills. Uh, not sure if I'm gonna take that method, but it's a method I'm, I'm thinking about. So I would be triple leveraged. You know, I'm take out a loan, put it on trading and um probably trade on margin so i'm gonna be leveraged 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 you know or le- or double leveraged whatever it is um i'm not sure if that's the route i'm gonna take but it's a possibility um but in trading forex so the first day all right i put a hundred dollars in the account uh and i picked i just i basically threw a shot in the dark because I've been researching and I've been doing demo trading and everything, but I I really just wanted to see the real money. You know what I'm saying? Real money. So, I threw it in there and I think I purchased like Euro USD, right? Uh, uh, EUR backslash USD, right? That shit was moving fast, right? So, I lost about 170 pips, uh, which is about $17. So, you know, that's about 17%. So... I've been getting up, doing my Forex trading, just taking my time. And I'm not taking the strategy of putting in stop losses and take profits. I mean, I am using it, but it's not my go-to. It's not like my, my. no offense, I'm not like a one-trick pony. You know what I'm saying? That's not my only trick. So, I went ahead, lost the 17%, uh, the 170 pips or whatever. Um, and again, this is a nano lot. You know, it's moving by the pennies, right? Um... And then I started doing hedge positions, right? So I, I, so essentially with Forex is you, you lock in that seventy percent, 17% loss. You know what I'm saying? lock It's locked in when you hedge. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing with the hedge position. If you're down $200, you know, you can just lock that position in. Just lock that $200 in. There's no need to sit there and say, all right, I'm just going to take this $200 loss. Just lock it in. You know what I'm saying? Just put the hedge in. And then with that, I was hedging the positions and I was just getting sense that way. Um, just a couple cents, couple cents, couple cents. Um, and then I was also buying other, uh, cryptocurrencies. Like the one I did this morning, I did actually, I did it last night after the Cowboys game. So after the Cowboys, whooped the Philadelphia Eagles, um, I just logged into my brokers just to see if the market was open. I wasn't even sure. And it happened to be open and I saw this opportunity with USD JPY. Uh, the US dollar Japanese yen I saw the opportunity it just was like it was sitting there and it was like ha! Ah! and I was like oh I'm gonna go long in that so I went long in that did a couple hedge positions so now I'm down about eight dollars so I so you know I, so I put in a hundred it, it went all the way down to like eighty one dollars or something you know what I'm saying like something like that came or it was like eighty one dollars something like oh shit you know what I'm saying uh, because the thing I'm thinking about is, one day this is gonna be um, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand, six thousand, thirteen thousand, fourteen thousand, and I can't be no person to just be like, oh well, you know, I've got to put my stop loss in, and or 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 whatever it is, or you know whatever it is, you know, I got I gotta build that grit that when you get into to these positions, how the hell are you gonna dig yourself out? You can't always, you know, just so. Uh, put in some hedge positions, uh, traded some other currencies. Now I'm I'm down probably about ninety one dollars. You know what I'm saying? So I'm 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 beginning to build it up. I'm, so and more importantly than the money, the money's not my you know, it, it is my objective, but it's not the, the main objective. Is I'm building character. You know what I'm saying? Like because this shit gets hectic, it gets tough, it gets hard. Uh, another one I was proud about myself was Paramount. Paramount man as soon as i jumped in paramount man that joint dropped substantially you know what i'm saying but i stayed with it i was selling short calls on it i was taking that money at the same time i was also um i still held on to the underlying and just a couple of days ago broke even man oh my gosh it felt so good it felt like i paid off my student loans uh it 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 was amazing that after all that time it took you know it, it may not sound like a long time but it took about Whew, took about three months right now i'm probably up about oh not much because i was up actually about a few hundred dollars but now i'm up probably about like 84 cents or something but still tremendous man tremendous so that's what i'm trying to build i'm trying to build the character i'm trying to build the grit you know what i'm saying and if any bd calls me it's like hey we want you to come work for our firm you know, I want to be able to tell them, like, look, man, you know, if you have any customers that are going through something that I can be I can be there to help. Like, and it's not going to be uh we're just going to liquidate the position and try to find another position that you could probably try to make all the money back. That, too. That's another that's another strategy. And that's what I mean by being elusive. It's like, yo, I got to figure out how to be elusive in the market. You know what I'm saying? You can't just always just be a one trick pony. You got to also have other tricks of your sleeve and be like, oh, you know what you could do? All right, here we go. Here we go. This shit about to be crazy. And the next thing you know, hopefully, if things go according to plan, which they should because you should have strategies and everything in in place that, look, if this doesn't work, then um, we're just going to have to take another approach. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully, at the end of the day, everything will work out. And the people that you work with, you know, for example, if you worked at a BD, will be like, wow, thank you. Thank you. I was so scared and I was so worried. You know, I put little Timmy's college fund into this investment and I wasn't sure how I was going to explain this to my spouse and you came along and thank God, you know, and you're just like, hey, no problem, Bob, no problem, Bob, ain't nothing. It's what I do. All right. Um, So, yeah, this is just a few things I'm working on. I'm going to try to dig myself out of this hole that I put myself in, but it's all good. It's just all fun. It's just a good time not trying to stress myself out. Um, It's a beautiful thing. So uh, real quick, got to wrap this up. I want to say thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. I'm Chairman, and this is House of Barf. Introducing the listener support program, feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business Accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me. But in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring house of bars sustainability in the future becoming a supporter you'll be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits benefits that i'm hoping to be able to bring eventually early access to episodes um access to episodes that are not you know public uh, you know that are not accessible to everyone possibly even um create better content And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff Um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that Uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful inter... Oh, no, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone. Uh, that will keep you engaged and inspired. Join me, us... In shaping the future of House of Barf by becoming a supporter today. Your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the United States and hopefully in the future of the world. To support us, simply visit podcasters.spotify.com. Then you can get to House of Barf. Uh, Also, it is on Spotify and um support this podcast and become a supporter and choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences every contribution no matter how small or how big makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated thank you for being an essential part of our journey with your support we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you our incredible listeners God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash Chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at C287 gph at gmail.com thank you again you have a wonderful day god bless